Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Well, on this very jubilant day, following a spectacular and, boy, riveting Chiefs victory, yeah, we're, we're happy on a Monday morning. I mean, how could you be any better than this? I bet Scott Fawn... Our good friend who, of course, publishes Missouri Times and hosts This Week in Missouri Politics and joins us every Monday. I guess you're pretty jubilant, huh, Scott? I am. I am. I I spent the evening watching the Chiefs win, and my daughter remind me how Taylor Swift is actually a help to the Chiefs, not a curse. Uh. (laughs) You know, we kept the receipts on that, Scott. Yeah, no, I was I was very wrong about that. Uh, her music is still a little odd. I mean, I, I wish she could keep a boyfriend. And I, but I think maybe I was thinking about this last night. All those songs about guys that have dumped her and how she burns them might have been motivation for Kelsey. I mean, he did have a great game, so maybe he turned it into a positive. Yeah, it was something else. Uh, little healthy fear never hurt anyone. Yeah, yeah. and it's great. Say that with conviction. Yes. Yeah, your your overall thoughts on the game, uh, the the extracurriculars around the game, Scott. Anything to catch your catch your fancy? You know, I honestly was uh, our household was captivated with waiting for Taylor Swift shots. So that's pretty much uh, that was our entire uh, entire enjoyment of it. Millie cried when they were down and almost cried at the end when they were winning. So I was pretty much on the same. Swifty roller coaster as everyone else last night with my daughter driving me at train. Did we ever get a final count of how many times I lost count? I think I got up to like eight. How many times they showed Taylor Swift? Well, according to our household, it was not enough. I don't know the final count, but we did not get enough shots of uh, of uh, Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl, right, Millie? Yeah, she says no, not enough. Now, did, it, did, did you know who Ice Spice was? Before Millie told you, I still don't know who that is. So, uh, I know that if there would have been a feed on Taylor Swift watching the Super Bowl, our house would not have known what the score was. <laughs> well, Scott, to jump in here and uh, be the party pooper, quit talking about the Super Bowl. I watched your show over the weekend. You had Senator Mike Serpoy on, and you had Roy Blunt. But I know you talked to the senator about the concurrent majority, and I know that gets in the weeds for a lot of our wake-up listeners. But your take on it was, and he responded, that that, that that whole angle in the debate in the Senate may not pass muster. Uh, look, John Rizzo is tremendous, uh, a tremendous minority leader. And I don't know this. Uh, it's not the kind of thing he just openly shares. But I have heard from lawyers that are pro-life, people that have been in the pro-life fight, not now that it's kind of become everything's about abortion, but but when this fight was real, when this fight was serious, that are pro-life attorneys that, are, that have even litigated some of the cases on behalf of the pro-life Missourians, and they say a concurrent majority is unlikely to pass court, court muster. It's, unlike, it's one man, one vote. Uh, it, it's unlikely to, uh, to hold say, a judicial challenge. I am not qualified to make that determination. But folks I know that I respect that are that, that are pulling for some form of IP reform in order to in order to frankly keep abortion illegal. They said that this has little hope of passing court muster, and uh, and I I think there's a lot of even even your most ardent folks that want the most draconian IP reform they can get. They don't really argue with it. And let's be uh, John. You got to keep in mind IP reform is not conservative. It's not liberal. It's if you're in the majority, you want to make it hard to amend the Constitution. If you're in the minority, you don't care. 
it's not a, it's not a uh, liberal conservative thing by any stretch. So we'll see. I mean, it it is interesting to see how this comes out. If I was Rizzo, I'd let him do concurrent majority. I'd sit back and do two things. I'd see them want to put it on August. Uh, that that would put the abortion IP on in November. I'd watch the court strike it down, and I just I would pick up seats in the suburbs on the abortion issue in November. And I think that's what I don't know. That's what happens. Uh, you can't predict these things, but that is not. Uh, I, I think you'd have to make a strong argument that it's less. Than, and also, the realtors out there, they're going to nuke this thing when it gets if it gets to the ballot. I'm not sure that this isn't a. Uh, one of those things, the Republican majority is too big and they don't have a, you don't have anybody calling the plays. And I think Rizzo may let them walk right into their own trap. He's that good. Now we've got a big event coming up this weekend, statewide Lincoln days. And I know, um, there are going to be a lot of people there. Uh, a lot of candidates running for the same offices in the same rooms. Um, I know there's going to be a governor candidate forum. Uh, any predictions for this weekend? Do you see fireworks? Do you see some people sitting out? Uh, what are you expecting? I, I mean, a forum is essentially they get the same question. Uh, there's not rebuttal. I think Bill Igle will go on to that to make some news. Um, and depending on who they have moderating it, uh, you know, if you can walk over them enough, you can. Uh, I, I'd say that'd be the only thing. I think Mike Keel will show up to answer your questions. I think Jay, Jay Ashcroft, I mean, I think Mike, I think the live it's under his, his collar a little bit. So that, that'd be interesting. I, I guess it, it won't be interesting to see Bill Igle take to that mic and try to attack Jay Ashcroft. What it will be interesting to see is, does Jay take that bait? How does he respond to it? You know, that kind of stuff. I have an announcement, though. I'm going to Disneyland um, this week. So I'm going to miss all the fun at Lincoln Day. But I'll tell you what, at the Cole County Lincoln Day, uh, I am going to be the speaker a uh, oh. week from tonight. We're going to talk about good, rural Missouri Republican values. It's going to be a good time. Congressman Luke DeMeyer will be there. Uh, it's going to be a big time. I think it'll be at the Capitol Plaza uh, Monday night. Well, would be President's Day. Everybody that's at 5 p.m. If anybody needs tickets, can text uh, 636-3562. But we're going to tell, we're, I, I assume we'll have a good crowd. I mean, if we just have the folks that are thinking about running for Congress, that'll be 50 uh, <laughs> folks in attendance. But I tell you, it'll be, it, it'll be good. We, we may talk about how we need a congressman that knows where Ashland is and, and is worried about the arch. Maybe we need a congressman that's between a herbicide and a pesticide. <laughs> I think uh, I think we might. You know, we need a guy. Maybe maybe a congressman that's got a background in finance, a little background in government experience, got a backbone. I wonder if Blaine Luke Demers ever thought about running for Congress. He'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, we appreciate you joining us live. I uh, do want to point out quickly that today is a state holiday for President Abraham Lincoln's birthday, one of the official 13 state holidays. It's not a federal holiday. It's a state one, the federal one. Where is Truman? I thought Truman's birthday was in here somewhere. Uh, Truman will be in May. Truman will be in May. Oh, okay. and, and despite that, the House and Senate are going to be in session today. So I wanted to point that out, even though it is a state holiday. So the, the House and Senate will be in session. I want to get your take, Scott, on an article that just was published this morning from 
front page of the Missouri Independent. It's about Dean Plocker. Oh, tell me what the Democrats said today. Well, the reporter um, is saying uh, that two legislators who called... Like for, I said. <laughs> the reporter is saying two legislators who called for Plocker to resign from his position as Speaker were, until last week, the only Republicans without any of their bills referred to committee. And they're saying they're being punished. One of them is Mazzy Boyd uh, Christensen. The other is Adam Schwadron. Well, well, uh, your thoughts? That's just not true. Doug Ritchie, I mean, ruthlessly attacked Dean Plocker. If you want to know why Dean Plocker has problems with Speaker, Doug Ritchie attacked him like no other, and he got all he got he got his bills referred. A pretty controversial bill that, that'll make some money for some lobbyists. So, I mean, that's just not real. Uh, number two, yeah, you're. I mean, that's what happens. It's the House. There are no rules. Uh, welcome to politics. If you call for this, I mean, I guess in Doug Ritchie's case, Dean blinked. And if you want to know why Dean has problems, it's just weakness like that. If you went after Bob Griffin, what would happen? If you went after, I mean, look, if you're going to say these type of things, you know the consequences. These are adults. They knew when they did this what was going to happen. Now, look, maybe Dean Plocker is forced to resign, and John Patterson refers all their House bills, which if you've ever read a House bill, you can probably make the safe assumption that the state could soldier on without, well, all the House bills, let's be honest. So, but of course, if he's retaliating against them, that's what you do when you take on the Speaker. Duh. Yeah. Scott Fawn joins us. Scott Fawn joins us on uh, Wake Up Mid Missouri. Hey, I saw on your uh, Twitter feed last week that uh, the FRA bill still running into trouble. A prediction by Bill Eigel it won't get through. Our, uh, but what? Where are we on that? A lot of folks in our listening area um, depend on local hospitals, rural hospitals, uh, and of course in all of outstate Missouri, there about some almost three dozen of them, uh, critical access hospitals and independent non-critical access hospitals depend on uh, on that uh, gathering all of the the government uh, the federal funds that they can through a taxation a self taxation um, where's this where's this going uh, I mean look you have seven votes in opposition to whatever the Republicans do uh, the FRA should be there should be look I have a lot of uh, patience for folks that are making uh, political points right I get it there's political theater and stuff. And they're politicians, and some they want to move up. They want to be governor. They want to be secretary of state, member of Congress. So they kind of do stunts. And I, and I, you know, I always kind of understood that. Pretty much the entire Missouri House of Representatives is one big stunt. <clears throat> However, you know, the, the, the FRA is really, really important. And it's one of those things where nobody listening will miss it until it's gone. Yeah. Until there's only maybe the only hospital between Sales and Kansas City will be the Mizzou Hospital without the FRA. So you got some folks that see they know leadership and wants to get this done. Because it's important for the state. So their plan will be to hijack it. And it's the same plan over and over we've seen. And again, it's just politics. But if the FRA doesn't pass, well, you blame leadership. If it does pass and it doesn't have some abortion language that might invalidate it, well, you blame leadership. Yeah. And it is what it is. We should mention that the, the problem, the, the, the big hang-up that people are having is that allegedly... Uh, you know, uh, there there would be some of this money because of Medicaid rules that would uh, mandate that Medicaid providers get um, some of the that that payment through the Medicaid system, and that's what the FRA uh, supports. Uh, that some of those would include Planned Parenthood, and while Planned Parenthood, I actually did some research on this myself. I spoke to OA myself. Do you know how many dollars? So this was an issue. 
the, the probe chair Lincoln Huff in the governor's office sit down, come up with some regs. Because if you put language, abortion language, on the FRA, yeah. you could have it kicked out. Right. And these hospitals then close. And all the Facebook posts won't keep the hospital open. The, the, the hospitals in Jeff City probably close. And you can put on Facebook all you want. It won't really, they can't, you know, Cap Region can't really take that to the bank and deposit it. But I, I actually made some phone calls. Do you know how many dollars were spent of your of Medicaid with Planned Parenthood last year? You know, guess how many dollars? I don't know. Like a wild guess. A million kajillion, fifty dollars. The answer is zero dollars. Yeah, I didn't think zero dollars so. were spent on Planned Parenthood last year. And why is so, that? Is that because of regulations or, or you know something written in the code? Because the approach chair and Mike Parson used big government liberal draconian rules to bully this company out of getting state resources. That's just the truth. They regulated them out of any state resources. Whether you think that's good or bad, they used a very liberal tactic of overregulation to kick this company out. Now, it was successful in what they, they were trying to do it, and they did it. The problem is you've got certain groups that need, need something to fundraise on, need something to complain about, yeah. and you've got politicians that want those groups' endorsement. So I, I thought Susan Klein, the head of Right to Life, had a good point when she said, why don't we put, that, put in a rule that says, if the federal government rejects this, it automatically goes away, and we just try it. Well, you know, trying things. I'm from the Show Me State, but you know, it's almost the, the argument you mother folks is it's too important to mess with. It's just too important yep. to monkey with. Go monkey with something else. Yep. And, and look, it's not hard to get an abortion bill through the Missouri House of Representatives well, and, and you're, the Missouri Senate. You're right. I, I think it's become a political cudgel uh, in the in the hands of some. And, they'll, and they'll the reality pass. is, they're going to pass this bill. They're going to pass it. I hope it, so. It's it's it's, it's going to pass. It goes Do you think they pass it? I mean, last year, they, last time they did this. They had to go to special session yeah, and yeah. rule the amendment out of order. The Senate stopped on Wednesday night because the Democrats began offering amendments. And, well, what about a 12-year-old if they're All right. impregnated? All right, and Scott. And it just got into the normal abortion. Blah. Always great to have your analysis. Pithy, witty, and always well-informed. Thanks, Scott. And we'll look forward to your talk at the Cole County Boone uh, Cole County Republican Days next uh, Lincoln Days next Monday. All right. Thanks, buddy. Well, appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right. There he is. Scott Fawn coming up. What's hot with Hannah? I bet she's got a few things to talk about. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. A doctor and a lawyer walk into a bar and hilarity ensues. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. What's got you sizzling this morning, Miss Hannah? <laughs> now, I tried very hard yeah. not to find a Travis or Travis Swift, a Taylor Swift <laughs> related story to okay. give the Wake Up Fam a little bit of a reprieve this morning. Um, and I landed on a different TikTok trend, which I know, Randy, that you oh, love. I do. It's and my fave. It's called Swamp Soup. <laughs> Is that like stone soup? Uh, kind of, sort of. It's being promoted as like a immunity booster. Um, of course, it's that time of year where everyone has the sniffles. Mm-hmm. You know, the weather recently warmed up, all the fun things. And the swamp soup is fluorescent green. It is not 
It does not look very good. Um, It's otherwise known as green garlic and ginger chicken and rice soup. Green garlic. Do that again. Green garlic, chicken and rice. So green garlic. Yeah. And ginger chicken. Ginger chicken. Yeah. And rice yeah, well, soup. That sounds good. Sounds like that could do it. I mean, garlic certainly good for your immune system. It's antibacterial as well. The recipe has over two million views on TikTok. But it just doesn't look appealing, huh? Uh, no. It is like Shrek green. It is. <laughs> it, no, not good. Um, but you even cook it. Uh, well, I mean, or is it has it one chicken of those cold, kind of raw, raw thing? Oh, like gazpacho. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, TikTok has even gone so far as to figure out what wine to pair it with. Whoa! You know, in the sake of being healthy. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've also heard when you're sick and maybe you're congested, one of the best things you can do. I've never been brave enough to try it. Is to just like munch on raw garlic. Randy, have you ever heard of that? Um, like eating raw garlic? Well, I have to admit, I will munch on a olive oh. stuffed with raw garlic now yeah, and then. I love, love those. You just like those? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. We eat a lot of garlic at home. Lots. Yeah, I was wondering if the Wake Up Fam has anything weird that they might do during, you know, cold and flu season. I thought maybe swamp soup was uh, that uh, nickel chill, uh, nickel bean soup down in the, in the Senate uh, cafeteria. Wasn't it 50 cents or a nickel? What does it cost? I don't know. You know, the old Navy bean soup yeah, that the, Navy the beans U.S. Soup. Congress munches on. Yeah, yeah, real cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, there you have it, folks. Swamp soup. Swamp soup. It's what's trending. Is there a recipe there? <laughs> I mean, is the full recipe there? It's in the TikTok video. I have to watch a TikTok. They can't just print it out? You can't nope. print it out for nope. me? Okay, nope. send it to me. Maybe Helene can fix that, and we'll try it someday. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I lost the link. Oh, darn. When we come back, there were a lot... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your favorite commercial on the Super Bowl. We'll be back. Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com. Let's wake up in Missouri on a happy Sunday, uh, Monday morning after an a unbelievable finish to a game last night. I mean, I just... We were in suspense, and I was spent at the end of that game. I don't know about you, Stephanie. Were you just, like, worn out? I was the, yeah, I was, like, covering my face. I was the emoji that was, like, peaking. My, like, blood pressure was, I mean, I just, I'm still, like, coming down off we, of the high. We were wondering, we were wondering how you were going to handle this, um, you know, a, a, after the, the travel from london and like oh my gosh is she gonna have the energy to be up for this but you were on top of it right i thought i was gonna get a nap yesterday i did not and so um but the game was just so exciting i i i'm still all right mckinnon is in it running back first down and goal to go play action fake right there it is there it is kansas city mccall hardman mccall hardman with the catch on the right side three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And John Marsh, did you have a feeling of inevitability as they made that last drive? I mean, I rarely feel like that, but I really did feel like it's just going to happen. How about you? When Mahomes started turning it on in the second half, where he was running for yardage and running for first downs, it sort of seemed like the handwriting was back on the wall because you know the Chiefs and the 
fourth quarter. But then you see all the people on Twitter who are like, it's scripted like that. And I totally disagree with that. They're like, the NFL's the new WWE or whatever. Oh. But I will say, like, you know, I noticed that change too, but I'm like, where was this? earlier in the game it's like it all they like wait and it's you know i'm like we could be ahead by so much if we played like you read this. my mind there i wonder you know so you put together the fact that they were very conservative in the first half okay yeah. and not really accomplishing much yeah they made a couple mistakes too many penalties but there was just enough here and there to keep the score like the deflected yeah. kick i mean there it was like and you didn't see kelsey no. I, it's almost and kelsey of course bumped into andy reed we talked about that earlier i mean that I, you know, I guess you can excuse it away as a, a young man who's, uh, you know, whose passion gets the better of him. But I don't know. I think from a, from a just a team discipline standpoint, I don't know. There, there might be something that happens there. But you wonder if Reed knew exactly what he was doing to lull the 49ers into some false sense of security and then turn it on. I don't know. You think that's part of the strategy, John? Oh, oh for sure, Andy Reid. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he always has something up yeah. up his sleeve. Well, so. in all three recent Super Bowl wins, the Chiefs have you know overcame a ten point like oh. behind. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy to you know overcome a ten point deficit three times to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's it is crazy, but you know even if you didn't even if you were a Forty ers fan. Uh, or you're not a football fan. You had to enjoy the commercials. I mean, I got a kick out of the Perry Como commercial, the Lindor, you know, round and round and round. I thought it was really mm-hmm. well done. It was just well produced. Uh, what was the candy commercial you got all worked up over? What was oh, that? Oh, man. <laughs> the nerds. I meant the to nerds. bring some oh. in today. The nerds gummy clusters, which we have, <laughs> we have taste tested here on the show before. And they had their very own Super Bowl commercial. And their story is insane because they've like 5X their revenue in five years solely because of these nerds gummy cl- and they're really good i'm gonna be honest <laughs> and uh i will say that the commercial was a little disturbing if you think about it <laughs> it was weird what do you mean well so it was animated yeah and the little nerds mm-hmm. you know characters mm-hmm. were all there were tons of them walking around with eyeballs mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and then they cut to a character that's just like a big red blob <laughs> and there are shaking it Yes, and there are lots of the smaller nerd candy characters falling from the ceiling and covering the glob <laughs> in their body. Yeah. And so, it I don't know, it was cute, but I sat there and I'm like, that's a little, little weird. Now, being a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup fan, oh, I got a yeah. kick out of the caramel Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. and Oh, my mother-in-law limited, was like, absolutely not gross. Like a limited edition, and like... Are they going to run out of them? And they're smashing their head into the wall. And I, I just thought it was pretty dramatic. It was cool. I love a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, yeah. But, like, there are some things you just shouldn't mess with a classic. No? And so I kind no. of agree. Like, uh, you know, uh, give me all of the shapes for the holidays. Okay. Love those. But, you know, they did, like, are they still doing, like, a white re- white mm. chocolate Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? Just Those are good. It. And, like, the dark chocolate ones are good, uh, Then too. they do the one that's peanut butter with a peanut butter shell and all that <laughs> on them. Now, Helene gave me some in the freezer. We still have leftover Halloween candy. I don't know why, but that's our little treat every night. I get one little mini thing if I want. That's my full <laughs> snack. Just one? One, one little mini snack. Um, and I'm like, it's not even worth it, honey. Don't even bother about it. But I, she gave me a Reese's thing that I would swear have a cracker. It had a little... It's a, like, there's a crunchy one. A pretzel one. or something. Yeah, it's got it. a Reese's puff in it. Oh, that didn't cut it. I don't then know. Then they've got one with pretzels in it. Yeah, it was a pretzel one. That didn't make it for Doesn't me. the pretzel one also have potato chips in it? I don't know. It just didn't cut the mustard for me. I don't know. Jim has a comment about the game. <laughs> 573-874-9390. Jim, what's hey, on your mind? Got- 
So, yeah, here's my theory on why they're so slow to get going is when you're playing a team that has a really strong defense, they're fresh. And defense is always reacting to every move that an offensive guy is making. And if you're fresh, you can do it. But by the second half, you, you start defense can get a little slower. And that's, I think, when yeah. sort of it just start taking off, you know. But yeah. it was an amazing game. I'm I, exhausted. You know, I <laughs> um, wonder if I they... I I had to take I, an extra blood pressure pill. I, I <laughs> thought clearly that... Thanks a lot for the call. I, I thought it was pretty clear that when in terms of energy... And and just getting at it, I mean, the 49ers were taking it to them in the trenches and everywhere else. And, but I think that they may have just run out of steam because the adrenaline was too, too. Much, too much too too soon. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't talked about that, but they had some serious, I mean, they had an Achilles injury. And yeah, then they had, and so, which I felt so bad for that guy because, no, he was running onto the field. That's he what was, I mean. Yeah, he was on the sidelines and just went to take the field, and he tripped. It looked like and in just between hit plays, the ground, yeah. Yeah. which I shouldn't laugh, but it's just kind of embarrassing, I guess. In the Super Bowl, yeah. like how'd you get injured? Oh well, I was taking the field. And this is where I heard about this coin flip decision, but somebody on, on the NFL tweeted out, they said Patrick Mahomes played in a Super Bowl where the other team's best defensive player tore his Achilles running yeah. onto the field. Their kicker had an extra point blocked for the first time in his career. A punt went off the opponent's foot for a turnover, and Shanahan somehow botched the overtime coin flip decision. They said this is Brady and his voodoo devil magic. <laughs> all over again. Yeah. There were some really bizarro yeah. things that happened in the game, and then, you know, there and even our kickers, that was a... a, a a record for our kicker, right? Amazing. They set two for first. Moody set yeah. a, a Super Bowl record for a field goal, yeah, and then man. and then three fifty uh, yarder plus field goals uh, in can one you imagine? game. That's become. And you know what else is becoming boring though is the kickoffs. No one ever returns a kickoff anymore. They all go out of the end of the end of the end zone. That's touchback. I don't know. I think they had changed the rule. Have them kick from twenty yards. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to see. I want to see run the kickback uh, returns, uh, touch uh, kickoff returns. Okay, John. Uh, there's an interesting story I read uh, this morning uh, that you're covering uh, in Jefferson City, um, and uh, and in statewide. Attorney General Bailey has filed criminal charges uh, accusing a county coroner of stealing what? What's going yeah, on? And, stealing yeah, what? Andrew Bailey accused the county coroner down in uh, Cape Girardeau County of stealing cash from a dead person and then misstating the causes of death, presumably after doing the posts for several people. Judges temporarily removed him from office. He's Wavis Jordan, facing three counts, felonies, providing false information to vital records and a misdemeanor count of stealing. Wow. I That is well, that's just... what we un- know about that one. How that That's almost like... It, you know, pump that up on some big city deal where where someone has you know a a, a major uh, theft off of a dead body. That's almost CSI kind of stuff. That's can you imagine? That's you're, awful. You're a coroner, and now well, we've heard some of the national stories about that that involves people on the emergency medical side of things. You know, EMTs and paramedics. I don't know. Well, he was just... yeah elected as a Republican. They had a picture of this guy's wallet that had cash on it, yeah. and later the wallet turns up and the cash is gone. Wow! Holy cow! I just can't imagine it. It's I, grim, isn't it? Another question I have is though: is why? Why would that just be a dis uh, a misdemeanor? 
Would it have something to do with the amount? I think that's right. Probably under 150 or something. But I think he is charged with felony counts. Yeah, Yeah, felony counts, false information to vital records, three felony counts of that. Why is any amount of stealing acceptable? What are we, San Francisco here? Good point. Whether it's 150 or 250, it's stealing. I mean, it's willful stealing. It ought to be... Okay. From someone who has who who holds public trust too. That's what I mean. Yeah, official. I mean I think yeah. any amount should be I don't know if you can have differential for different office holders or maybe in statutory they could do that. I guess it's too late to file that bill, huh, John? Never <laughs> say never except maybe this year. And then you had another uh, we'll talk about it later, but there's another interesting story about it this uh, this is not the first time, but uh Apparently, another uh, another release or a plea for a release to vacate a condition of uh, conviction of a guy that was in prison for a while. So we'll talk about that as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, what's coming up on your uh, stories of the weird, unusual, and hard to believe? Well, in, in deference to producer Hannah, we heard about the the prop vets coin toss and what aircraft <laughs> will fly over and the color of I don't know. Mahomes boxers or something. Well, it turns out the sports books love the Swifties. Okay. Well, the Swifties and the Kelseys are all the news. Did I did I hear this morning or was I still sleeping? Was it in my dreams? I heard someone say something about Kelsey taking out a marriage license in Vegas. Was that a conspiracy? <laughs> oh Lord. Okay, we'll have to see where that goes. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free. Someone told me long ago. And that would be all. Except for this. Well, as you might have been checking the online gambling, which is not legal legal in Missouri during the Super Bowl, some of the best Taylor Swift party prop bets for Super Bowl 58. One that got a lot of people playing was which Swift song would Tony Romo make his first reference to? <laughs> Inside track was Bad Blood. Who will Taylor be sitting immediately next to? Jason Kelsey, Donna Kelsey, Brittany Mahomes, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds. That one got a lot of votes. How many times would the broadcast show Swift? The over and under was 5.5 on that one. One of the easy ones was, will Swift and Kelsey be shown kissing on the field? (laughs) The second question being, well, will the Chiefs win? Uh, will she high-five someone in the box? Yeah, probably. And finally, <laughs> will Taylor be seen mouthing curse words when they put the tight camera shot on her? You might remember back in the, that fi- Week 15 game against the Pats, she appeared to mouth the F-word after Patriots quarterback Miles Bryant kind of took a cheap shot on Kelsey in the, <laughs> in the end zone. So now you don't know the rest of that story. <laughs> I just... I just get a big kick out of Kelsey. I mean, this guy is actually, uh, he is so unhinged. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva! 
<laughs> but he he's like unhinged but also like his older brother is like a wild card too i mean yeah. jason kelsey what he showed up to vegas dressed like the guy from hangover which i think is a real thing it was all over twitter um from the movie the hangover yeah yeah um, oh yeah with all the glitter yeah uh no no that was travis who had all the glitter oh, you mean jason, jason, had, like, jason yeah jason had the wolf pack shirt That's and the right. man bag yes. on. he was like yes. like zach galifianakis yeah, yeah. Yeah. character right and then he wore these crazy overalls yesterday to the yeah. game and then there's a picture of him with like uh like a wrestler's mask on with the overalls in the club <laughs> just, like having a blast so i mean it's kind of like it's in their blood i mean one of like fun people one of the first things that travis said to his brother when they you know we're reunited on field in the you know crowd of people uh you can hear travis say did you keep your shirt on this time <laughs> that's so funny he's got uh, jason has two or three kids is that right does he have he's got three and three. one in the oven yeah I think, that's too. great uh, that's i i think that was a rumor i think it's just the three girls okay i thought did you guys like the 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 Dunkin' Donuts spot, I kind of yes. liked it. Yeah, it that was, was so cool. Ben Affleck and Tom Brady that, and J-Lo oh, yeah. and all. I, I liked J-Lo going, Ben, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I thought the Beyonce thing was great. The Beyonce Verizon commercial, well produced. We even saw Judge Judy on one yeah. of them. <laughs> Judge Beauty, yeah, yeah. I also liked the Oreo commercial. Uh-huh. Where they were gonna they twisted on it instead of like flipping a coin or whatever. Let's yeah. twist on it. Yeah, it was sort of had neat. like Chris Jenner was in it about, you know, pretending that they decided to launch the Kardashians T V show by mm. twisting on it. Can you imagine what I, I didn't ever get the number on what it cost for a commercial this year. Every year it seems to just oh, be more millions. astronomical. Yeah, but but aside from that, uh, some of these had how many stars in there? How much must that cost them in the production to pay those stars for crying out loud? A it's lot. Unbelievable! What a commercial must cost, all told, everything put together. Uh, and you wonder how you get ROI on that. I mean, that's how much profit margin there is in nerds. Oh, we're forgetting. <laughs> we're forgetting about the Doritos. Uh, oh yeah. I'm gonna say it wrong. Dynam dynamite dynamita. I don't know. Was that- it was the two, you know, Hispanic grandmas who yeah. like kicked butt to get the chips back, right? Yeah, they come down the glide line and they kick the guy. Yeah. Yes. Well, but it must have a good ROI because the other big, big story I think, and I didn't know until recently, they started really like publicizing the fact that like Usher gets paid zero for doing the show. Um, mm. And that the whole thing is, it's a commercial for you. I see. Yeah. And so the gotcha. Super Bowl pays zero for Usher and friends to come out. And the same mm. was true last year uh, with Rihanna. So um, seven million for a thirty-second commercial. Seven for mil l- last night. Wow. Yep. And it has to cost several hundred thousand to produce one of those, or maybe more. It might cost a mil to do that. I don't know. But I mean that's a that's a big spend. But I guess yeah, must must be return on it. <laughs> we got a text from listener Casey at eight seven four ninety three ninety. Says, "Hey Randy, you're finally talking about the Super Bowl more than roll carts. Hallelujah." <laughs> <laughs> Sandy asks, "What about the Bud Light first commercial? First commercial? Uh, first commercial? I don't. Was that the one with the Manning? I don't know." Or was that the set? Were there more than one? Maybe I missed the Bud Light commercial. Well, there was the Budweiser Clydesdale. And one, then, yeah, yeah, the Bud Light Genie, where he granted their wishes. Oh, that's like, right. Like, Posty was in it. That's right. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. think, I mean, and then you, you know. Th- it was good. But 
I think we're also seeing like the interplay between regular traditional advertisements and then influencer marketing here. Yeah. And I noticed, um, so Taylor Swift's kind of got her red lipstick, iconic red lipstick, and people have, um, have said it's this Pat McGrath certain color. And I guess after the kiss with Travis Kelsey, they, uh, took the picture and put it out <laughs> on their socials and said, need kiss proof red lipstick. Here you go. <laughs> and so, I mean, they paid zero, you know, they yeah. don't, I, I don't think. That, you know, they no, paid anything for that, and yet they the amount of sales they're going to get off of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. You know, sixteen ninety nine a beer. Wow. Oof. All right, I, it looks like I owe someone an apology. Uh oh. We'll talk about that when we come back on Wake Up Mid Missouri five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety. Randy, we talked about this. <laughs>